Hey friends, welcome. Oh, okay, that was really weird. <laughs> oh goodness, this is gonna be interesting. This is like my first solo episode since Levi was born and I'm totally having newborn parent brain and I can't even really remember, how do I start my solo episodes? Like, what do I usually say? <laughs> okay, I need to try this again. friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. Hey friends, so welcome to the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This is going to be a solo episode with me, your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger. And in this episode, I'm talking all about finding and leading a great team in your business. So this is a question I get all the time. People want to know, Bethann, how did you find your team? Or, you know, better yet, people are saying, Bethann, the ladies that work for you are so awesome. I love them. They're so helpful, so smart, so friendly. Where in the world did you find these people? How do I find similarly amazing people to work with me in my business? And what do you do once you find those people? Because that's a whole nother beast, right? Is how do you keep those people sticking around? How do you create a team that loves working together and loves working for you? So those are the things I'm going to dig into in this episode. I do want to start with a caveat here, which is I don't at all want this to sound like I'm tooting my own horn and that I'm this amazing boss that everybody would love to work for. That's not true at all. I feel like I have loads of room for improvement in terms of being a leader, uh, being a boss of a few employees still feels funny to consider myself a boss. So I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly messing up and <laughs> having to to say sorry <laughs> to people on my team or having to, you know, get feedback from them and figure out how can I better serve you? How can I better lead you? How can I make working for me and working at Brilliant Business Moms a better experience for you? So I am just one humble <laughs> mompreneur sharing what I have learned so far. And of course, I'm sure a year from now, five years from now, I'll have loads more <laughs> that I could share on this topic. But since I know a lot of you are either in the very beginning stages of having someone that works for you or you're literally just thinking it over, it's just something that might be a possibility for you. I know that you will absolutely relate to my, you know, really just one year of experience of having a team and leading a team. And I'm really just a few steps ahead of you. So hopefully that will be will be helpful. I also want to point out that this is actually the very first episode that I'm recording 
after baby Levi was born. So baby Levi will be four weeks old tomorrow as of this recording, the date of this recording. And I've been taking a nice long break from work, barely checking in at all, which has been wonderful. And I plan to continue to keep things pretty minimum for a couple more months. So anyways, bear with me (laughs) in this episode because I'm a little out of practice and not getting as much sleep as I used to. So hopefully you'll still get some really valuable nuggets from this episode. And hopefully it'll be fun for you to just hear from me and to know that I'm still out there doing well, thinking about you all, missing you all, and excited for, you know, jumping back in in a few months and what that is going to look like. Okay, so let's start with finding a great team because that is obviously the first part of the, the, the formula. So I'll just kind of share quickly my experiences with finding a great team. And when I say team, I'm thinking primarily of Ellen Carly and Victoria. These are the three ladies that work in my business every single week that are really part of my team. Now, beyond Ellen, Victoria, and Carly, there are several other what I would call independent contractors who work for me on a regular basis as well. And so for me, here's the difference. The independent contractors, so for example, I have Sarah Heddens who edits all of my podcast episodes. I have Hadassah Stoll who does most of my graphic design work. Lydia Kitts who does all my InDesign stuff and planner formatting and several other people like that who are highly skilled in a particular area. And so I hire them to do just very specific tasks and jobs for me. And those independent contractors, they do those same specific tasks and jobs for a lot of other people as well. Okay. So that's kind of the difference. Whereas with Ellen, Carly, and Victoria, I'm pretty much their main squeeze. I know some of them have a few other clients that they work with here and there, but Brilliant Business Moms is the main thing that they're doing week in and week out. And they all feel like, yes, this is where I work. This is the team that I'm part of. And in terms of their jobs, although they each have a specific role inside Brilliant Business Moms, it's always kind of changing and morphing. They're constantly kind of learning new skills, adding new tasks to their plates. They're super invested in the mission of Brilliant Business Moms and, you know, have ideas and get to work independently on different projects. So that's kind of the difference. It's it's really the difference between somebody who works for many, many, many different clients doing specific skills or someone who says, nope, I'm kind of just an employee for this one company. So that's my team. But did want to point out that I love all of my independent contractors too. They're all amazing. They're all so awesome at what they do. And so I'm really thankful to have those people working on Brilliant Business Moms as well. So in terms of Ellen, Carly, and Victoria finding that team, it really happened gradually over time. And I can say that in all of those cases, it was really a word of mouth or personal reference type of thing. So one of the best ways that I found fabulous people to work for me is through the Brilliant Business Moms private Facebook group. So my sister and I started that Facebook group a couple years ago when Brilliant Business Moms was really new. And we've just gotten to know 
know a lot of fabulous ladies in that community. And over time, certain ladies would post in the group and say, you know, hey, I'm looking for some VA work. VA means virtual assistant. So, you know, someone who's saying, hey, I want to work for someone else online. And they would maybe post their skill set or things they're interested in doing. And we've been able to find some some great people to do certain tasks for us through that private Facebook group. So when it comes to what I look for when I'm hiring someone for my team, so again, this is someone that I want them to be working for me every single week in the business. I want them to feel invested in the business and its mission. I want them to feel like they're a part of something. They're not just punching a time clock. So what I'm looking for. So first of all, I like to hire for character, not just one particular skill. So again, that's the difference between those independent contractors and the people on my team. I do think there's going to be things in your business. For example, sound editing for a podcast. That's a really specific skill that not everyone has. And it makes sense for me to find just that right person with that skill to do that task. But when it comes to, for example, someone who's going to be in my inbox every single day doing customer service or, you know, taking care of all of the Brilliant Business Moms community in that way. In that case, it's not necessarily the skill. It's what is that person like? What's their personality like? So the, the one of the main reasons that I want to hire for someone's character is because I want someone that I can build a strong relationship with. I want someone that I feel like I can really trust. And with that trust, that means I can give that team member a lot more autonomy and freedom over time. So For me, this has happened with Carly, Victoria, and Ellen, all three of them. Over time, I'm able to just come to them and say, hey, I have this idea for, you know, a new, a new project at Brilliant Business Moms. Do you want to just take it and run with it? And they totally do. And it's amazing. And I'm not just able to, to trust them with that. I'm able to trust them to be in my inbox every single day, managing my emails and, you know, helping customers and things like that. With Victoria, I'm able to trust that she can respond to, you know, comments and questions on social media and she's going to do so with the right voice and the right level of kindness and encouragement and all of those things that are so important to me with Brilliant Business Mom. So yeah, hire for for character because the other thing is you can teach people skills over time. Um, and you know, all of the ladies on my team at one point or another, they've taken certain courses that help them to learn new skills and expand upon their skills. And so those are the kind of things where I'm happy to, you know, spend some money in my business budget to allow them to go take a course and expand their knowledge because I know that uh, they're all so smart, they're all so motivated, and they're going to learn what they need to learn and take that along with knowing the mission of Brilliant Business Moms to just do amazing things. So along with that, I mentioned kind of the mission of Brilliant Business Mom. So I want to hire people who believe in the mission of what we're doing, which is helping women like you to build a business on the side while spending time with your families. And so for my team, I know it really helps that all of them are Brilliant Business Moms themselves. They're all trying to earn an income on the side while spending time with their families. And so they totally get 
what BBM is about. They totally get all of you when you're writing on social media or emailing us with questions and concerns. They totally get where you're coming from. The other thing with hiring people who believe in your mission is, listen, in every job, there are tough days, right? So like working for me is not just a party (laughs) every day. I mean, sometimes I have to have my team do tasks that are really boring or monotonous or frustrating or challenging or whatever. And so what's going to keep them going on those tough days? Well, it's it's the fact that they're invested in Brilliant Business Moms. They believe in the mission. That's what makes them stick with it. And I think that, again, this also affects the way that they communicate with all of you guys. You know, even if they're having a bad day, they're not going to take it out on one of you who's emailing in with a question because they're just so passionate about the mission of Brilliant Business Moms. My other piece of advice in terms of uh, finding those fabulous people is hire people who are different from you, like really different from you, (laughs) if you can. So you want to find people who have different personalities than you do and different skill sets from you. And I, I know a lot of you, you've interacted with Ellen, Carly, and Victoria quite a bit, and you can tell that they all have really different personalities and they all have really different skill sets. And that is incredibly helpful when it comes to growing your business. Because here's the thing, when you start to think about hiring help, you want to hire people to do the stuff that you're not good at. You want to hire people to do the things that they can do 10 times faster than you can. You do not want a mini you. Because here's the thing about a mini you. A mini you is going to annoy you like crazy. A mini you probably wants to also have their own business and call all the shots and not necessarily work on a team. (laughs) So you need to think about that. I mean, I think about my personality and the fact that I really, I really don't like working for other people, right? I really, really feel strongly and passionate about being my own boss. And so if I hired a bunch of mini-me's, that wouldn't bode well (laughs) for building a team, right? They wouldn't want to be working for me long-term. They wouldn't really enjoy it. So again, yes, just find people who are really, really different from you, but who you know, you know what? This lady is solid. Like this is someone I can trust. This is someone who has similar values as me. This is someone who I can tell has a fabulous work ethic. This is someone who's a great problem solver. This is someone who's really smart. Those are the things that I am looking for. The other thing I want to say when it comes to hiring help is you really do get what you pay for, okay? So I never, ever recommend that you just go to Upwork.com and search for the very cheapest person that you can find who has a particular skill set. I really don't think that's going to work well for you long term. So again, I think that you need to really consider the long-term vision that you have for your business and that and maximizing your business growth for the long run, to me, that's way more important than the bottom line right this minute. Again, you get what you pay for. So if you want somebody who does kind of cheap, shoddy, inconsistent, not high quality work, 
then okay, go to Upwork and find that person from another country who will do the work for three bucks an hour. But if you know that you want your business to grow and be successful in the long term, and you know that means building a solid team of people who will grow with you and stay with you long term, then you need to really fork over a little bit more <laughs> per hour. And I, I have to say, I've heard from quite a lot of other bloggers and online business owners who have gone through a bunch of VAs in the past and they tend to struggle with, you know, gosh, I can't find quality people. I can't find people who will stick around. I can't find people who can really nail the tasks and the projects that I need them to be great at. And the common thread that I tend to see in these cases is that they're not paying their employees enough. Of course, if you're not paying your employees what they're worth, they're going to eventually look for work elsewhere. And if you're not creating an environment where they feel fulfilled in the work that they're doing and happy to hop on their computers and get to work each day, they're going to look for work somewhere else eventually. Now, that's not to say that you'll be able to afford, obviously, an exorbitant hourly rate. I mean, I'll be honest. I tell my team all the time, I wish I could pay you guys more. I wish I could pay you guys more. You're so amazing. And I do give those raises and bonuses when I can. So that's something else too is like I want them to know how much I value them and how amazing they are. And I want them to know that long term, you know, I don't plan to keep them at whatever hourly rate they came into Brilliant Business Moms with that I want to slowly raise their rates over time that, you know, when we launch something big, a new product or do a big course launch and things go really well that I'm going to give them all bonuses for hustling and working really hard and doing an amazing job. You know, same thing at Christmas. They got bonuses and some gift cards as well. So just finding those ways to value your employees wherever you can is really, really important along with valuing your employees. So I guess now we're kind of, we're off of the how to how to find your team and into how to lead your team and keep them sticking around. Make sure you take the time to give praise. And when you give praise, don't sandwich that praise in between 10 bits of feedback and tweaks and new projects you need them to do. You want that praise to stand on its own. You want to go out of your way to send that email that says, hey, you're doing an amazing job on this new project that you're doing. Or, you know, I loved that you came up with this creative way to solve this problem and it's going so awesome and thank you so much. So whenever you can, let the praise stand on its own and let it be something that you you try to do regularly. With that, make sure it's genuine. I never ever want to give a disingenuous compliment. I want to be 100% honest and transparent with my team members. And so with that, they know if (laughs) I feel like something needs improvement. They know if I feel like something got missed and I want to make sure it doesn't get missed the next time. So I am a hundred percent honest and upfront with giving feedback and when things need tweaking. And with that, I don't apologize at all for being picky. 
because it's my business. I have a very strong vision for Brilliant Business Moms, for how I want things to look, for how I want things written, for how I want things communicated, for everything. I mean, that's my job, right? I'm the CEO of the business. I have to have that strong, clear vision. And so I don't apologize for that at all. But with that, Yes, I'm constantly giving feedback to my team members and saying, hey, this was this was a great start, but I would like you to change X, Y, Z. So I'm constantly doing that. But I know that my employees can't read my mind. And this is another really, really big mistake that I see new bosses make where, you know, they have that really strong, clear vision. And for whatever reason, they assume that, of course, everybody on their team knows exactly what that strong, clear vision is. Everybody on their team has the exact same viewpoint and sees things exactly the same way they do. Well, that's not true. You're the leader. It's your job to be an effective communicator. It's your job to convey that vision to your team. So never, ever expect your employees to read your mind. Always expect that when you give them a new project or a new task, it's going to take quite a bit of back and forth before the end result is exactly what you're looking for. So I'm never ever frustrated or annoyed that we had to go through five rounds of revisions on something before it was what I wanted. No, not at all. That's To me, that's absolutely part of the job. That's how things go. And so I want you to really have those expectations for whoever you hire for your team. Have that expectation that it's going to take multiple rounds of revisions to get things right. And especially when they're a brand new team member, it's going to take a lot of tweaking and revisions to get things right. Okay. So again, never ever expect team members to read your mind and never ever be irritated (laughs) that of course they didn't read your mind, right? And when it comes to that, one thing that I found really helpful in order to communicate as clearly as I can with my team is doing screencast videos for them. So, you know, one of the benefits of having a team that they all work remotely, they all live you know, anywhere from two hours to all the way across the country away from me. So we don't work in the same room very often. And that's awesome for them because they each get to work on their own time and their own schedule, as do I. But that also makes, again, it's it's harder. I can't just walk down the hallway to Victoria's office and give her my feedback. And trying to schedule a Google Hangout to chat about feedback, especially if a project has a quick turnaround time, that's not always going to work either. It's like, it's going to take four days to find a time that works for both of our schedules. And then we're way behind on this project. So for me, what works really, really well is doing screencast recording. So for example, if Ellen and Carly are working on a new product landing page for me, I will literally just record myself scrolling through the draft landing page and going point by point through all the changes I want. So I'll say, hey, this wording here, change it to this instead. This image here, it's a little too small. Let's make this bigger. Let's change this color to this over here. Let's make this font bigger. I mean, I I will nitpick 
the heck out of the landing page and just talk through the whole thing so that uh, they know exactly what to do. And it'd be super confusing if I tried to just type all of my feedback out in an email. So again, those screencast recordings work really well. The screencast recordings can also be a great way to teach an employee how to do something new. So if they are starting to do more of my Pinterest work for me, then I may do a screencast recording and say, hey, every day I'd like you to do these three tasks on Pinterest. Here's how it's going to work. Or for example, when Victoria took over the whole podcast, I showed her, hey, here's how you go into Libsyn and upload the file. And here's how you use this other piece of software to give the, the file the right title and tags and things like that. So get yourself some sort of screencast recording software. I use Lightcam HD for my quick and simple stuff. And I use Camtasia for my course videos. And what's funny to me is, you know, when I first started doing the videos, I felt a little bit strange about doing that. Like, am I just being too extreme here? Is this so annoying for them to sit through 10 minutes of listening to me go on and on and give feedback where, you know, they don't get to talk back to me. It's me just droning on and on. But my team has told me that they really love getting those videos from me because again, it saves them time because they know exactly what I mean and what I'm looking for. And funnily enough, everyone on my team, their spouses and their kids all know my voice (laughs) and have listened to these videos from me. So that's kind of interesting, (laughs) I guess. And I have to say too that in creating those videos, they've let me know that, you know, they're kind of seeing like the raw uncut version of Beth Ann. Like, you know, sometimes in those videos, my dog starts barking or Holden needs me or whatever, or I'm frustrated about something. So they really see the real Beth Ann, which I think for them is also helpful because they feel like they're getting to know me even better, even though we don't get to work in the same office together on a weekly basis. So... With this whole idea of, you know, giving feedback and having a clear vision, which I think is 100% your prerogative to have, make sure you let your employees do things their own way. So even though I'm super nitpicky in terms of here's how I want an email to be worded or here's how I want you to communicate the answer to this question or how I want the landing page to look. Yes, I'm super, super picky on like the end presentation for things. I do not micromanage behind the scenes and say, you know, hey, Victoria, when you're doing your podcast workflow, you've got to do XYZ in this order. And, you know, if you're not using a spreadsheet for this thing over here, like that's not cool. And this is exactly the way you need to do it. No, I actually, I just say, you know, hey, Victoria, here are the things that have to get done. Here are the tools that you'll need to get those things done. But then I let her come up with her own organizational system for keeping track of things and checking things off a list. I do not feel the need to micromanage because one, we all have different personalities and our brains work totally differently. And so I know that, you know, if I created some sort of organizational system for podcast workflow and then pass that on to Victoria it may not work for her brain at all. She might find it really confusing or really cumbersome. And so again, I just want to give my employees the freedom to get things done the way that they want to get things done. And what I care about is the end result. 
So just wanted to be clear on that. The other thing that I think is really important when you're leading a team is you want to be open to new ideas. Because you've hired, like I mentioned in my intro, you've hired women who are brilliant and creative and motivated and they are passionate about the vision and the mission that you have for your business. Because you've got that fabulous team, you need to understand that they bring a ton to the table, right? They're amazing. And so you want to encourage creativity, encourage feedback from your employees. Do not run your business like a dictatorship. I mean, yes, you are the boss. At the end of the day, you get to decide what stays and what goes. You get to decide how your end product looks and feels. But all along the way, you need to encourage that feedback, encourage new ideas, encourage them to come to you with ways that you can improve the business because, you know, each of those employees, again, they're experts in their own little area inside your business. And sometimes they have a better pulse on how certain things are going. You know, Victoria is, has a better pulse on what people are saying on social media. And Carly has a better pulse on the customer service questions that we get on a regular basis. And Ellen has a better pulse on all of the tech tools we're using and where the glitches are and where things could be running more smoothly. So each of them is an expert in an area that I'm literally just the leader kind of encouraging them and giving them the tools they need, but they're the experts in the trenches. And so I 100% want them coming to me with ways to improve new ideas, new projects that will best serve our audience and our customers. And so again, I know that as a, a business owner, especially for those of you who maybe have been running your business completely on your your own for a while, it feels like your baby and it can be really, really hard to let your baby go. But when you do so, you're going to find that your baby just thrives and flourishes in new ways that wouldn't have been possible with just you. So again, I think this just comes from being humble and understanding that the same way you have strengths and weaknesses, those people on your team have strengths and weaknesses and you want to harness those strengths to make your business so, so much better. And in terms of being a good leader, you know, not only is encouraging feedback and creativity obviously going to improve your business and make it way better than what it would have been with just you, it also makes for really happy employees. You know, again, you're hiring really smart people and really smart people don't want to just check boring tasks off a to-do list. Really smart people are motivated and want to challenge themselves and want to try new things. And so you need to allow that to happen in your business wherever possible. And again, you know, this isn't going to happen on your team member's first day on the job. You know, I would say the first month or the first two months is really just a lot of them slowly taking on more and more tasks in the business that you need help with. And there's not going to be quite as much fun, creative stuff going on for them. But over time, as they really get to know your business well and your customers well, and they've mastered those kind of more boring, mundane tasks, they're going to be ready for new challenges. And so just keep that in mind. Keep in mind how you can how you can kind of let them grow. Okay, so when it comes to new employees, 
Here's something you really, really need to keep in mind. This is another issue that I see for people who hire a team member for the very first time is they have expectations that are way too high for a brand new team member. So I need you to take a deep breath and trust that if you've done your homework, you've interviewed this employee, you know that they have a solid character, they believe in your mission, they have all of the character and personality traits that you're looking for, you need to trust that you made a great choice and you need to give that person time to adjust to their new job, to adjust to you as their boss, to adjust to all these new projects, okay? So 100% you have to expect that new employees or even old employees who are tackling new projects it's going to be stressful for a time, okay? They're going to make a lot of mistakes. Like literally just just plan on that up front, okay? Plan on a lot of mistakes happening (laughs) with any new employee, even the very, very best, most brilliant employee you can find, okay? There are going to be kinks. There are going to be things that, there are going to be balls that get dropped. You need to be super patient. You need to just expect to constantly be giving feedback But also with that, constantly give encouragement too, okay? Because it's hard. It's hard being a new employee and feeling like you've got a hundred things being thrown at you. And it's hard to get all that feedback. It's hard to hear that, you know, this new project that you've been working on and you think is perfect when you hand it back to your boss and they're going, hey, this is a great start, but change these 20 things for me. Okay, thanks. That's hard at first. (laughs) So uh, you need to be encouraging all along the way. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought or think that I do a good job of this, but apparently each of my team members has thought at one point or another that I like didn't like them. (laughs) And that makes me really sad. We actually have a group episode where we chat a little bit more about this, but I really think it's because I have super high expectations I'm really picky and I'm not afraid to give all the feedback that I think a team member needs in order to bring things up to my standards. So I guess even with me feeling like I was also being encouraging and also giving praise, apparently it wasn't enough, okay? (laughs) So whatever level of encouragement or praise you think you need to give, give at least double that because again, it's really hard (laughs) to be a new team member. And so you need to be super, super patient. So again, just give things a couple of months to see how they're really going. And I've had different points where, you know, an old team member was taking on a new project and I literally said to her like, hey, go talk to this other team member because when she started doing customer service for me, which was a new project, yeah, there was so much back and forth. There were so many things that needed changing and revising and things where I just flat out said like, nope, I do not want things done this way. So talk to her because now she totally has found her groove and she does amazing at this and she doesn't get, you know, 10 bits of feedback every single day. So that's the other thing that you want to encourage new employees with is that, you know, hey, you're going to get better at this. You're going to figure out, you know, more of what my vision is and how I want things to look and and be when they're all done. And so eventually I'm not going to be bugging you with 10 changes on your projects every single day. Um, And that I think is what's really awesome about building a great team is 
Seriously, sometimes I feel like these ladies read my mind. I mean, they take initiative on things and solve problems before I even notice that they're there. And it is awesome. And the reason that has happened is because one, I, you know, hired awesome people <laughs> who have, you know, amazing strengths and amazing character. And I trust them with brilliant business moms. But also because I took a lot, a lot, a lot of time up front to tell them exactly what I was looking for. And that allowed them over time, again, to, to know what to do on their own. And so now they get to take projects and run with them and have a lot of fun and have a lot of autonomy. And personally, for me, that's awesome. This is the other reason why you want to build a team and not just hire random people who are the cheapest you could find for a given job. Because again, Carly, Victoria, and Ellen, they don't just do the tasks that I ask them to do. They solve new problems. They come up with new projects that move the business forward. They do so much on a daily basis that needs absolutely no input from me. Like I get to be so hands-off on so many things because these ladies are awesome. And of course, as I mentioned, I'm sitting here with a baby who will be four weeks old tomorrow and I haven't worried about the business, stressed about it, felt any pressure to be working on a regular basis at all. And that has only happened because I have this awesome team who's just running things behind the scenes without me. Like they are literally keeping everything going without me and I love it. And again, that's, you know, that was the vision that I had when I started hiring these ladies a year ago. So I'm incredibly grateful for them. Could not run this business the way it's run without them. Then just another quick tip for uh, leading your team. I know for me and a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, we tend to have multiple projects going at once. Even if that may not be the best use of our time, it's not necessarily what the productivity gurus would tell you to do. I try to focus in on one project, but there's always some some stragglers going on as well. And the projects that I tend to pick, they tend to have a lot of moving parts, like so many different details and people to communicate with and things that need to be created. So when you have a lot of moving parts like that, what you need to do is help your team prioritize because the last thing you want to do is have team members who are just stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. Because again, a Eventually, they're going to leave. You're going to burn them out and they're going to go find a boss that they can work for who doesn't give them ulcers, right? So you've got to help your team prioritize. So what I mean is, you know, at any given time, each of these ladies on my team may have 50 different things on their to-do list related to brilliant business moms. And I know that there's no way they're going to get all 50 things done that week. So what I need to do is say, hey, I, I know I mentioned, you know, this particular to-do at the end of last week, but given this other project we've got going on and these tasks we have over here, that's really not a priority. So feel free to leave that for a later time when maybe we have some more breathing room. So I'm constantly helping my team to prioritize. I'm letting them know, you know, these are the things that have to get done every week, or, you know, this is the big project that's our top priority right now. And all those other things 
things are just more like nice to do's or things that can happen a month from now, a couple months from now. So don't even worry about it. Because again, when you're hiring people who are super motivated and they really want to do an awesome job, if you don't tell them, hey, don't stress about this or hey, don't even worry about this this week, they probably are going to stress and worry about that task that you gave them because they're assuming that everything that you ask them to do needs to be done as fast as humanly possible. But again, you know that they're humans just like you. In the same way that you don't get everything done on your to-do list every week, you need to have realistic expectations for what your team can get done and just let them know. Just say, you know, hey, I know that on Monday I told you uh, that XYZ was our top priority, but now it's Wednesday and I just realized this other thing really needs to get done. Sorry, didn't notice this sooner, but let's shift gears a little bit. Let's do this thing first. Okay, so again, they're not going to know unless you tell them what needs to happen first. So that's really it. Those are my main tips for, you know, finding and leading a great team. And I phrase it that way for a reason. I say leading a great team because to me, what's great are the people (laughs) that work for me. It's not that I'm this great leader. It's that I've found these incredibly talented awesome ladies. And it's just my job to like foster that awesomeness, if you will. (laughs) So I don't necessarily have to be amazing and fabulous. I just have to bring the amazingness out in them. And I find that job to be super rewarding. So hopefully this is helpful to you if you're thinking about hiring someone to join your team. And, you know, one final tip with that, because I know, you know, when you're starting and growing a business, you often are on a tight budget. And I've definitely made it clear here that I don't want you to go for the cheapest person you can find. What I would say is start with that fabulous person and start them with just a couple hours a week if that's all you can afford. I really do think that that's a much better approach than trying to find some random person on Upwork for $3 an hour and asking them to do 20 hours of work a week for you. Again, invest in those fabulous people that you feel like can really grow with your business. And I think you'll be amazed at what's going to happen over time. You know, a year ago when I, you know, first hired Ellen to start working with me, I never would have guessed that you know, sitting here a year later, I'd have three amazing team members. Definitely wouldn't have guessed everything that we've been able to do with Brilliant Business Moms and all the people that we've been able to serve and reach with Brilliant Business Moms. And again, that would not have happened had I not hired a great team. And that also would not have happened if I just found random people to do random tasks for me. Because like I said, you know, I don't have the corner on brilliant ideas. These ladies bring brilliant ideas to the table all the time. They make brilliant business moms amazing. (laughs) So I really just want to emphasize that is like this, if you think brilliant business moms is amazing, I should say, it's not because of me. It's because of these fabulous ladies behind the scenes. They do so much and I'm so thankful for them. And I really hope that each of you will find your very own Ellen or Carly or Victoria or all three because you are going to be giving yourself a major high five once you do. (laughs) It's going to take so much stress off of your plate. It makes 
work and growing your business so much more rewarding. And something else that's really cool is you get to bless other people in the process. One, I get to bless these ladies every week by providing them with a a steady income and a way to support their families. But two, I get to bless more of you guys because with them, I'm able to reach more people and help more people. So again, have that great big vision in mind for your business when you think about hiring. And it's going to be awesome. So I hope this was helpful and I hope that you'll consider hiring someone to be part of your amazing business. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. 